Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Soccer City, right here on your home for Louisville City FC, ESPN 680-1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Yes, it's the time of the week that you have been waiting all week for. Barbie Heimer comes out tonight. Barbie Oppenheimer, the double feature Benton, which movie are you more excited about? So, I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan, so it was a no-brainer that I'm going to love Oppenheimer. Like, Inception's one of my favorite movies. He did a phenomenal job with the Batman movies. Hell, even I thought Tenet was good, and I didn't even understand it. You're the only person that thought Tenet was good. I thought it was fun. It was still engaging, intriguing, and like... But anyway, that point being, I knew I was going to like Oppenheimer, but Barbie, I'm like, all right. And I watched the trailer... I was sold. You're in. I was sold. In. In. I was all in on Barbie. The meme potential for that movie. It's going to be unique, campy, <laughs> different. So I'm going to say Barbie for this one. And I'm going to watch Barbie first, then Oppenheimer, because I want to go watch Barbie without that existential dread of humanity destroying itself, kind of <laughs> oh lingering into all the like, fluorescent pink fun. What if Barbie does give you the existential dread? Then you're in trouble. Then you're in real trouble. I think I got my money's worth if, I, if, if it's that, like... <laughs> That like mind-boggling of a film. Anyway, I'm all in on the phenomenon. I'm very excited about it. Don't know if I'm going to do the like back-to-back double feature, but I will absolutely be watching both of them. But Barbie for the upset for Benton, which one he's more excited about? Didn't see that one coming. I know it was a little curveball. Jeff, what about you? Um, I'm definitely going to see Oppenheimer. Um, I might see Barbie. We'll see. Oppenheimer. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. I didn't see Tenet, but Christopher Nolan's excellent. So many of those movies are excellent. I, all, I mean, all the Batman movies, Inception, yeah. um, The Prestige. I mean, just so I many, about that so many one, good yeah. movies that he's done. So, yeah, we're, we're probably going to see Oppenheimer this weekend. But i got to carve out like half my day to go see it. And damn it, I'm busy. we got a lot of soccer to talk about, um, which is the real reason why you've been looking forward to today all week long. Because this is your favorite show. It's your favorite radio show at least where we talk about soccer. Soccer City every Thursday night, 6 o'clock on this station, ESPN 680 105.7, as well as the ESPN Louisville app. We've got a busy, busy weekend starting now. It already has started with Louisville City in action last night. We've got Racing Louisville tomorrow night in the Challenge Cup. We've got the Women's World Cup underway. Team USA in action tomorrow night immediately after the racing game. There's a watch party at Lynn Family Stadium. And then Louisville City, for what they're worth at this point in the season, they are at home on Saturday night against the Birmingham Legion, a potential playoff preview as it stands right now in the standings. Number five versus number six. Racing Louisville, they're coming off of a midseason week-long break while Louisville City is dragging through a midseason slog. Which team is more ready to win this weekend? We will answer that question or at least attempt to over the course of the next hour. And we have a phenomenal guest tonight. 
I'm thinking maybe one of the best guests of the season so far. Katie Lund. She is Lunderful, and she is going to be our Lunderful guest at 620 on this radio program. Racing Louisville's number one, the starting goalkeeper for your ladies in lavender for Big Perp. She is phenomenal, and she's going to join us in about 15 minutes' time. So if you have questions... 437 is the best place to send them. That's the UPS Jobs text line. You know what else you need to send there? Your answers to tonight's trivia question. Because if you get it right, if you're the first person to get it right, we'll send you four tickets to tomorrow night's Racing Louisville game. Four tickets if you answer this question right at 437 The question with the World Cup happening, with Team USA opening their World Cup tomorrow night, got me a little nostalgic for the last World Cup, Benton. And Team USA opened their last World Cup with a huge, thumping, headline-making victory. It was completely one-sided, completely lopsided. Here's the question. Who did they beat? What was the score? Oh, I know that. Who did they beat? What was the score? Well, if you text it in to 437-9680, you too can get four tickets to tomorrow night's racing Louisville game against the Chicago Red Stars. 7 o'clock is the kickoff for that game. If you don't win the free tickets, go to racingloufc.com slash tickets to get your seats. 502-LOU-CITY is the phone number to call in to buy your seats. You can watch Racing Louisville in action against Chicago. And then immediately after, you can watch Team USA in action on the big screen with a, a lot of soccer fans at Lynn Family Stadium, so it should be a lively watch party for that World Cup game tomorrow night. And we mentioned the Saturday game, lucity.com slash tickets, 502 Lucity for Louisville City against Birmingham Legion, again in a potential playoff preview. We, did, we hardly touched on Racing Louisville last week because they were off, and there's a lot to talk about with Racing Louisville, and we will get into it over the course of this show, notably when we talk to Katie Lund here in about 15 minutes. But Benton, we have to start with what happened last Last night for Louisville City. Let's rip the Band-Aid. A dismal, uh, just darn terrible performance for Louisville City up in Detroit. I was trying to go alliterative with the Ds, and I only came up with one D adjective. Shows you how smart I am. We're just that angry. We then can't We're just think that straight. angry. My brain is not functioning because of what happened last night. Two to nothing, Detroit City beats Louisville City up in Michigan. Lou City came out flat, gave up two goals in the opening five minutes. Only one of them counted because that's the state of the pro referee organization and how they manage USL championship games. They had a goal wiped off as well, Louisville City. Uh, it was not a good performance, and it continues a theme of Louisville City looking really dismal over the course of the first half and now into the second half of the season. It felt like uh, just another nail in the coffin for this Louisville City season. Benton, where did it leave you after that game last night? Oh, boy. So my feelings after I'm going to go back and match the Pittsburgh match, I felt a palpable frustration amongst the fans, which is very understandable. But like for me, at least, I, I was able to rationalize it, the fact that like I respect that Pittsburgh is a good team. I may not like Pittsburgh, but they are a good team. And to some certain extent, there was a, le- like, a little bit of rationale I could provide there. It, 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 sat, it didn't sit terribly with me. But you go on the road to Detroit, 10th place Detroit, and lose what should have been 3-1. to one. Could have been more. They had three shots go yeah. off the frame of the goal. Yeah, easily, easily could have been two, more. A couple of them in the second half. They bare minimum had three. So, I mean, we got blessed with that no call. I mean, everything about that match was flat. And not to mention, Benton, that this was a Detroit team who had scored the fewest goals in the league. They'd scored 13 I mean, goals in 19 games. 
they're they're bad. They're they're just a bad they're team. They're a bad team. And Detroit. we we managed to be worse on both sides of the ball. Offensively, we had a few chances here and there, but they were just skied out of nowhere. I'm also thinking of this sequence which Rasmus Elfson, like in the second half, just kind of bottled our, our one counterattack scoring opportunity, which, to be honest, I forgot he was on the pitch until that point. I have to give the, the listeners the visual. You are literally pulling your hair out while you describe <laughs> yeah. last night's game to us. You are about pulling that. your hair out. Benton Newman <laughs> is so frustrated. He is pulling his hair out because you are right. That Rasmus Tellefsen chance really felt significant. He's a player that had high expectations, or at least the fans had high hopes for him coming into the offseason. Coming over from Europe, he's got that European quality. We thought mm-hmm. that Dane yep. would be uh, a great addition to this squad. And last night, it kind of that moment encapsulates his year so far. I think it was a three on two break, pretty much. He gets the ball from Dylan Maris. He's one on one with the keeper inside the six yard box. Instead of having a hit, taking a shot, trying to score himself, he thought, I'll do the, I'll make the extra pass He's- a la Ted Lasso and tried to cut it back to Dylan Maris, who played the ball to him. It was cut out, intercepted by Detroit, and the chance went away. Just put it on target. He's, just he's, takes he's, a shot. He's, he's too passive. And, I mean, by and large, for most of the season, he's just been very, like, just also say decent. He's never jumped off the page like we ever thought he would. And I think kind of that grace period has has passed where you would have expected for him to gel and really kind of hit full form. But I'm not here to rag on, on, on Rasmus. And nobody nobody had a good night no. there. Like, no. I... I when I was trying to think of a player of the match, there are none. Um, I mean, first off, credit, you know, credits to Detroit. They looked hungry, hungry from start to finish. They had a game plan. They knew their game plan. They went and got it. Like as much as I hate it, I don't like Detroit at all. I mean, their fans they, are obnoxious. Yeah, that's they've, that's a large part of it. <laughs> they've, uh, they've they've got some villainous types on their team. Former Louisville City player Richard Ballard is a starter for them. Louisville native, by the way, Dupont Manual High School graduate. But he's kind of turned a little bit villain there because he's he seemed to take a lot of pleasure in battling with Brian Ombi last yeah. night. They had a physical physical fight that, up and down the sideline all night long. And that police officer they have on the back line with the mustache. That's right. He, <laughs> he looks like a cop. He does. He? <laughs> but um, I mean, there was just no redeeming qualities because even on the defensive side of things we were just fumbling um man i'm, I'm keep bragging on rasmus but i'm just thinking of his turnover about midfield which ultimately resulted in the second goal like goal which is super deflating well but it's not to me it's not his fault sean tosh has been terrific for louisville city the last several years an all-league performer the last couple of seasons first team all-league performer the last couple of seasons it went down the second goal for detroit as an own goal on on sean tosh and i think deserved not because of necessarily the way it went into the back of the net but the way the build-up play was yep. he got spun around at midfield and was just out of the play. I mean, just lost on the play. By the time he finally recovered, that's when the the Detroit player, uh, I think it was Reese Williams might have been, tried to play it across the face of goal and it deflects off of Tosh into the back of the net. I mean, that was... Danny Cruz used the phrase diabolical to describe that Love goal. Love the vocab. He said it was a diabolical goal to concede. You know what? It, Danny Cruz's vocab there was probably the best thing about that night. It <laughs> which, might have been. Which tell, speaks volumes. I mean, the performance was so bad. There's another D adjective, by the way, that I could have used earlier. Diabolical. The performance was so bad that it left Danny Cruz saying things like this. And by the way, I forgot to introduce Columbus's finest. Zach Cantrell is on the board tonight. And Zach, I'm about to play some sound. You got me potted up back there. We're good. All right. Here's Danny Cruz. I think it's Super Bowl or bust. When the Super- Where'd that come from? Super oh, Bowl or bust oh, the Bengals. It's coming off my laptop, dude. Coming off my laptop. My bad, Zach. Uh, here's Danny Cruz last night. You're doing what we're trying to do. What Joe Namath did. Win one. I think anything short of that, failure. 
My you got, the, you got the laptop potted up, Zach? I don't think Joe Namath played in that game last night. Don't worry about it, Zach. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Danny Cruz said some bad things. That's the point. Danny Cruz said that this team is dispirited, that there's not any smiles around the locker room, but he tried to kind of rally the troops a little bit as well, I thought, in his postgame comments yeah. last night. said, look, there's nobody going to dig us out of this hole but ourselves. And that's absolutely true. And there's still a lot of soccer to be played. So this is where I want to throw the caveat in there, Benton. The, the positive spin, if there is positive spin after last night's performance, already, by the way, the sixth loss of the season for Louisville City in regular season play. It is that four of the next five games for Lou City are all at home at Lynn Family Stadium. And we're only a couple of games into the second half of the schedule. So there's plenty of soccer to play. They just need to get that fire lit at some point. And they're still in the playoffs. Eight teams make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference of both conferences out of 12. And they're in fifth right now. I think we're doing a little bit of role reversal. I'm usually trying to be the optimistic you positive are, one. But honestly, that, that that was kind of crushed and defeated for me. I, I hear what you're saying, that there's plenty of time left. And I know we've talked about this before, but there's not a lot of evidence that things are going to turn around. I mean, it's it's certainly possible, but I think we're we're at a low point, not even just our season. Is this probably the low, one of the lowest points for the franchise as far as like on field play goes? Can't think of a darker time, right? Yeah, I know I, we're only talking about two consecutive losses, which sounds ridiculous, but there's just zero momentum is probably the bigger issue there. We can't score. Our defense fell apart against a terrible team who doesn't score itself. Like, where do you go from here? Now, for me, I I think. I, I, again, I try to remain positive, optimistic, like looking on the bright side, glass half full, whatever you want to say. I, I think to a certain extent, it's time for us to start accepting that Louisville City is not a top team in this league. They could do a 180, and hopefully I can eat my words. I would love for that to happen. But like I said, not a lot of evidence of that occurring thus far. Um, I mean... Four, yeah, four or five at home. But what, is, what does that mean? We ha- this hasn't been a, a, a fortress like it has been in the past. Right. They've already lost five and, games at home if you count the two friendlies. I know the yeah. friendlies don't count ultimately, and they don't really matter. Yeah, and I it was a second-choice team. But I, I still think it matters to some degree because it's five times that Louisville City fans yeah. have turned up at the stadium ready to cheer their team on and gone home with their heads hanging low. Yeah, the average fan who's not following us closely, I mean, a loss is a loss, whether it's a friendly or not. So there's some... Still, but, but there's three, some three league losses at home. That's, to that, that's yeah. plenty. Um, I, I mean, and, and to your point about this being the lowest point maybe in Louisville City history. One, that speaks to the lofty standards that have been established at this club, the winning standard that has been established at this club. Most losses they've ever had in a regular season, eight. They've done it on two different occasions, 2015, the inaugural year, and then 2019, a year where they managed, despite losing their coach midway through and having a three-player coach triumvirate lead the team in the middle of the season. Did you say 19? I am wrong. That was 18. was 18. Dag on it. That was 18. Anyway, 19, they lost eight games. Still made the Eastern Conference final, yeah. um, as they have every single year. So all is not lost, despite the fact that they've yeah. already had their sixth loss of the season so far. But it does feel yeah. quite low. It's And I mean, the tough thing is, is like there's been active tinkering with the like the formation and lineup over the past several matches. The keen eye observer will see we haven't been rolling out the normal 4-3-3 that we usually we've been. I mean. Coach Cruz has been actively switching it up, trying to find a winning formula. So, I mean, you know, credit to them for, for trying different things and really looking for a solution instead of trying the same same broken strategy. But just nothing seems to be clicking. Honestly, I think a lot of the issue is probably just mental at this point. People are down. Like, at a certain point, tactics don't matter when you're missing, like, wide-open opportunities. Like, you just, you just got to make some magic happen. Somebody has to step up, and we haven't been able to find that at all, not to mention the injury bug, which has not been helping anything at all. 
but I mean, here's the bigger concern, like big picture right now. Like, sure, we're in the middle of this season, but but to some extent, the club has to be looking ahead to next season. And part of that is discussions on who stays, who goes. There's people who are going to be on contract years. There are people who are, are going to have options. I don't know what that, that list is, but I imagine like just given the, the nature of the league and the relatively shorter-term contracts they have, probably a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys who are not only playing for their starting job now, but for a spot on the roster in the future. Like, that's, I mean, that's big. It's got to be a wake-up call for some people. And if things don't change, we're going to have a big roster shake-up this offseason, kind of like what we did when Coach Cruz really first took over and kind of made the roster of his own. Just last year. Yeah, I mean, we could see a number of, of, of guys like fall out of favor and no longer be with the team. Guys who have been with the club for a long time or maybe some of these new additions that Coach Cruz has had. Well, that's part of the story to me of this season for Louisville City is that the younger generation of players, many of them brought in last year by Danny Cruz – and who had flashes, and many of them long periods of success last year, either have not stepped forward this season, and many of them seemingly have taken a step back. Yep. I mean, the veteran core is still there, still performing by and large. Brian Ombi, when he's healthy, performs. Sean Tosh performs every time he's out there on the field. Last night was one of the few blips on the radar that he's going to have where he has a bad moment out there giving up that second goal on the own goal. But it's the young guys that you'd expect to kind of start to take the torch from the hands of the veterans. Guys like Ray Serrano, yep. guys like Enoch Mushagalusa, who is battling injury right now as well. Uh, Wilson Harris, he's out hurt right now as uh, as well. The injury bug has not helped anybody. But the point is, there haven't been enough consistently good performers all across the field who are consistently healthy all year long. Yep. You mentioned the tinkering with the lineup. Part of it's because he's his hand has been forced a little yep. bit, I think, Danny Absolutely. Cruz. Because Absolutely. so many guys are unavailable, and the guys yep. that are available haven't been performing. And look, I'm not trying to give Coach Danny, Danny Cruz a, a, a free pass. He, he bears some level of responsibility for this, but honestly I think, uh, it, more so for me, it's it's this is on, the players need to, to figure out their game and how they're playing together. Particularly, like you said, the young guys. Like I mean, I think this is part of the build strategy with the team right we know we have a lot of aging guys who are still very capable of playing but it's these young guys that really need to start continuing with their development they did great last year a lot of them did but this year they either have flatlined or, or have regressed in some capacity so you got to imagine you're 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 coming up on that point of like there's got to be like a players only meeting or some come to jesus like that like happening sooner or later because like i mean you lost to Detroit, 10th place Detroit. A, team, the a worst, team that the club had never lost to. Yes, and oh, like a, a team that, that couldn't score on their own, but they looked magn- like Detroit looked magnificent against us. Like It, it doesn't get much lower. I know, I know they're feeling down or whatnot, but you've got to start to climb back upwards, and they don't have an easy task ahead of them. It's short rest against Birmingham on Saturday. And Birmingham, I have a lot of respect for them. I think that their table standing doesn't necessarily reflect how good of a club that they are. I think they're a little below. I think they should be higher up the table. They and had I, good outings in the U.S. Open Cup this year. Yeah, they're a good they're a good team. They're so a quality team. I mean, the, the get-right game was Detroit. And that was they went the complete opposite direction. So, I mean, man, I, I, I want to be optimistic. I, I really do. But, like, man, something in me just – broke watching that game Detroit it wasn't even after the game it was, it was like going through the game it was just yeah, you texted me about three quarters of the way through the game it was, oh yeah it was it, maybe at the 66 minute I don't mark normally or something, I, I, may, I may send out several tweets usually I'm just I'm not even tweeting during during the game and it just like you could just actively see me just mentally break 
it's well, a, uh, state of uh, the state of affairs. It's it's we could, tough. We could go on about last night and about the Louisville City season for like an hour or more at yeah, this point. Could. So let, let's turn the page. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, positive things to talk about because racing Louisville after their midweek break, they're back in action tomorrow night. And their starting goalkeeper, Katie Lund, is calling in. We'll chat with her on the other side of the break. Our trivia question still available to you. 437-9680 is the text line. The U.S. women, they're starting the World Cup on Friday night. Last World Cup four years ago. They opened their World Cup with a bang. A big thumping of a team in their opener. Name the team, name the score. It made headlines. Lots of goals. Easy to look up if you want to win four tickets to tomorrow's racing Louisville game. Look it up. Text us the answer at 437-9680. Katie Lund on the other side of the break. You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Two games this weekend that we're getting you ready for. One tomorrow night. It's Racing Louisville back in action after a midweek summer break that I think was much needed, much needed and certainly much deserved by the team. And one of the players, one of... The fan favorites for Racing Louisville, I think it's safe to say. Katie Lund is joining us as our guest today. Uh, Hey, Katie, how's it going? Thanks for taking the time. Hey, how are you? We're doing really well. Uh, Looking forward to chatting with you and uh, looking forward to watching your team in action tomorrow night. It's the Challenge Cup against the Chicago Red Stars. And it's a tournament, the Challenge Cup, where you guys have had a ton of success so far this year. You're the only team to have won every Challenge Cup game that you've played, um, and you're back in that sort of mode tomorrow night. So tell us how the team is, is getting ready for this, this game and, and how you view the Challenge Cup as a whole because you've had so much success so far. Yeah, I think for us this year, the Challenge Cup has been super important. Um, in every game we've gone into, we've, we've kind of had the mindset of this is just a regular season game and we're going to treat it that way so it's important for us um i think it's been good though i think the rotation has allowed us to show the talents of other players that may not get uh, more minutes um in the regular season games and so um i think we're ready for tomorrow and i think it starts all over again of the mindset of this is not just a challenge cup game but uh, it's something that's important to us and so hopefully we'll show that tomorrow now, should you guys make the knockout rounds of the Challenge Cup, which is seeming very likely at this point, is that going to take an increased like a kind of focus and importance in the locker room? Will that become more of a priority than maybe it was in the past? Yeah, I think it's super important, um, and I think we'll go. We're going into it every game, hoping to get to that semis and then hoping to get to the finals. So I think it'll be, um, you know, we'll go full force for that, and um, it's something that we're going to pride ourselves on. You mentioned that uh, the Challenge Cup, a lot of players are getting some experience. That's going to be true for the next few weeks for you guys because the World Cup. Um, six players gone for racing Louisville off to the World Cup representing various nations. Um, one very exciting for the city of Louisville to have the, those kind of players here. But but also for you guys, um, how do you view the next few weeks where you're, you're trying to, you know, maybe some new players, well, not new players, but some players who haven't played as much will be out there. Players like Nadia Nadim uh, are, are going to try and, you know, get some more minutes and get back from injury for her. Um, just talk about that, that aspect of the next few weeks while you have so many players away on the World Cup duty. Yeah, I think it really shows the depth of our team and gives people the chance to really show what they have. And 
you know, someone asked me, you know, if we were comfortable with the people playing, and I said, absolutely. I think people that do sit on the bench have such great talent, and, you know, it's hard. You can only play 11 people, but I think we have a really deep bench, and that's been showing in the Challenge Cup. Um, and so I think those players are really deserving. Parker Goins, for example, has come in and scored, and, you know, she deserves that. Um, and I think for Nadia, it's, it's huge to have her here um, and to continue to get more minutes really gives our front line a big spark and so we're excited I think hopefully she'll be getting more minutes as she she works up to it but um, I think right now we're just focusing on winning and obviously cheering on all the girls at the World Cup it's so exciting for us Um, but remembering we also need to keep winning for them so that when they come back hopefully we can have them for the semis and, and hopefully go win it all. Part of the conversation today when, when some of your teammates and when Coach Kim Bjorkegren talked to reporters today, there's a lot of conversation about this break that you're coming off of. Last week, yeah. uh, the team able to, to be off for the entire week, go wherever they want to know. A lot of players traveled, went, did, did different things. Um, how, how important was that You know, over the slog of this long season? It's in the dog days of summer right now. It's hot out there right now. How important was it to be able to get away? And then now that you guys have been back for a couple of days this week, um, you know, has there been an added in energy have the players been rejuvenated how are you guys feeling off of that break last week yeah I think it was honestly such a good reset I think we came to a point where we needed that time away um, and I think it was awesome that we ended on a on a high note with the win and so we were able to go away and kind of get away from soccer and just let our bodies rest but I think Monday we all came in with a really good attitude everyone's working hard and you know now we can really really push I know we do have the three challenge cups, but we're also so close to the playoff push. And so right now we're really focused on like being together and, and knowing that we are still so close and, and we have to work hard. So I think, I think everyone's in a really good mindset. We're excited for tomorrow and, and hope the fans will, will come out and support us. Did you happen to do anything fun during your time off? Yeah, I went to the beach for, for a week. It was so relaxing. Um, read some books, but definitely didn't do a lot. You kept it low-key and relaxed. I think that's exactly what those breaks yeah. are for, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly, uh, I'm sure, exactly what, uh, what a lot of players did, what, what really is needed this time of year. Um, Katie, yeah. you mentioned the World Cup. Uh, how exciting, you know, just as a soccer fan for you to be able to have the World Cup. It's a great time of year. It's, uh, you know, I, I know the games are on kind of at strange times because the World Cup's across the world from us, but it's still an exciting time of year to be involved in the sport. And you touched on it a little bit, but how is the group, how excited are you guys to be able to cheer on all of your teams teammates that are participating in this World Cup. Again, six players for Racing Louisville, representing six different countries uh, in this World Cup uh, over the next few weeks and and months. Yeah, I think having six players is so fun because we all know their schedule, we know when they're playing, and I think it makes it more enjoyable. Um, And so tonight, I think uh, Nigeria plays at 10.30, so we were talking about watching that, but you know, this morning watching uh, Alex's team has been so fun, and then obviously big for Sav tomorrow night after our game um so i think having more people in it makes it more fun um there's been some banter on the team about who's gonna win and whatnot ari's convinced that she's gonna she's gonna win it all but um no it's it's fun and i think it's so great for our city and for our team to have so many people representing in all different countries and so um i think we're all really excited for them and and we we wish them all the best katie i gotta know who's your pick to win it all oh i have to say usa there we go 
There we yeah. go. Good choice. For the girls, <laughs> it's, for sure. It's a smart choice, too. Um, so tomorrow night, Chicago Red Stars, a team that you guys have had success against this year. Um, they are, though, playing a little bit better right now. They've had a couple of clean sheets clean sheets in their last couple of games. Uh, what do you see from tomorrow night's game against Chicago? What do you make of it? What are you expecting out there? Yeah, I think they have had two really big wins recently, and they kind of changed their formation a little bit. And so... They have good players, and I think they've kind of found their footing right now. So I think this game is going to be really important for us. We can't, you know, let down knowing we've already beaten them twice. So the mindset is it's just in their game, and they're going to bring it, um, especially at home against us. I know they have zero points in the Challenge Cup, and so I think they're going to push really hard. Um, and so we've got to be we got to be ready because this is important for us. I think if we get one more win, it really puts us in a really good spot. So um, yeah, I think I think it'll be a really big battle and. There's a bunch of people getting, um, you know, a lot of minutes tomorrow that don't normally. And so I think it'll be really important. Everyone's focused. Chatting with uh, Katie Lund, Racing Louisville's goalkeeper. She's in action with her teammates tomorrow night after a break last week against the Chicago Red Stars. 7 o'clock kickoff at Lynn Family Stadium. So get your tickets now at racingloufc.com slash tickets. Katie, it's not just the game this weekend for you and for some of your teammates. I know Jalen Howell uh, is very involved in a charitable endeavor that's going to be taking place over the weekend uh, this Saturday. And uh, you're going to have a hand in it as well. So tell us about what's going on with, with you and Jay this weekend. Yeah, so Jay has partnered with um, Down Syndrome of Louisville this year, and this Saturday she's hosting a BFF dance for the DSL um, members, and so we're super excited. They're renting out um, this dance floor. They're going to have a huge dance, um, and so she's asking for some donations to the game if, if people are able to. Um, any type of school supplies would be super helpful for the school. Um yeah, the dance on Saturday is going to be so awesome. Anyone um, from their group is welcome. And the theme is, you know, arc racing colors. And so they're going to have a DJ, a red carpet, one of those 360 cams, um, balloon arches. So, yeah, she's definitely going all out. And she's had a lot of people donate, which she's super grateful for. Um, but we're hoping to throw a really great party for them. And, yeah, I just think it's awesome what she's doing with them and i'm glad to you know help out um katie we got one more question for you before you let you go i like to ask a lot of people this but what are your fa- some of your favorite spots around louisville particularly uh places to eat where do you like to go Ooh, places to eat well my fir- favorite place ever is la bodeguita um i love that place i also love valare um we go to chow a lot um my favorite um, what else do I like here? La Bogadita oh, is a popular option. Place is Graders, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. absolutely. Um, nothing else compares. <laughs> I, th- I think La Bodeguita. We've asked this to every player we've yeah. had on this year. La Bodeguita yeah. has been among very, the top options. Very popular, both, yeah. both for racing and for loose city. It is a it is a crowd oh, pleaser. Yeah. yeah, they they treat us really nicely. We we love that place. All right, Katie, uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy talking to you. Good luck tomorrow in your game. Good luck the rest of the season, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Katie Lund there, the starting goalkeeper for Racing Louisville, number one in your program and number one in the hearts and minds of many Racing Louisville fans. Oh. Well done, wasn't it? (laughs) Nice little turn there. Um, Good stuff from her. Good to to see that the team is – feeling pretty good after that midweek or midseason break last week um, and in some important games for them coming up I mean the Challenge Cup we talked about it a lot this year 
on one hand, it is less important than the regular season. I think everyone would acknowledge that. It is not as significant as making the playoffs for racing Louisville this year. And as Katie mentioned, by the way, they're right there, a point out of the playoffs in the regular season standings. But with the World Cup happening, with a lot of significant players away in the World Cup for the league, across the league, some smart scheduling here, I think, by the league to give some Challenge Cup games and give this tournament its own little window. So the next three games for racing Louisville, all in the Challenge Cup. And Benton, we mentioned it when we talked to her, this is a racing Louisville team that is in an excellent spot in the Challenge Cup standings. They've won every Challenge Cup game so far, all three. They're number one in their division. And there's a million-dollar prize on the line for yeah. this tournament. So winning it would not be insignificant. And I think, as she said, if they take it seriously, come out and treat it business-like, treat it like a regular season game, I think racing Louisville absolutely stands a great chance of going on and winning this whole tournament. So to your point about the importance of it, I, to- I totally agree it's not as important. But I do think that the narrative or the paradigm does shift a little bit once you make it into the knockout round, it does gain a little bit more importance because it becomes very tangible within reach, right? So, um, and I mean, I think they're encroaching on that point. I think, I mean, I think they're going to be pretty in pretty comfortable spot should they win uh, against Chicago, if not absolutely confirmed. I haven't done the math or numbers there, but they were already sitting pretty as far as getting in there. And I mean, thankfully, they got a they got a good matchup. Chicago just isn't a great team. I mean, there might be levels of desperation to that. I would have said the same thing about Detroit heading into to that one on the Louisville City side of things. But uh, I mean, this is a very winnable match. They won both of the meetings against Chicago earlier this season, so things are looking good. And I think it's going to be a fun story to watch, like as far as um, who's starting and who plays in this sort of matchup, because it will be a very kind of shuffled team with some of the players out for the World Cup. Yeah, you mentioned Chicago's struggles this year. They are second from the bottom in the regular season standings uh, with just 16 points, a record of 5, 9, and 1. So nine losses already in regular season play for Chicago. And in the Challenge Cup, which is, again, where tomorrow night's game is going to be taking place, they are at the bottom of the group. The Central Division, which is Racing Louisville, the Kansas City Current, Houston Dash, and Chicago, they have lost all three of their Challenge Cup games with a minus 8 goal differential the Chicago Red Stars so this is a prime opponent if you're going to have a mid-season break and if there's going to be any rust not saying there will be necessarily tomorrow night for racing Louisville but anytime you take a week away there's always that threat that there's a little rust on the performance if that's going to be the case this is the team you want to play Uh, no offense to Chicago intended whatsoever but they just have not been able to get out of their own way this year and racing Louisville has had a ton of success against them in their two previous meetings so this what I'm saying is for fans out there listening for people perhaps thinking of our trivia question tonight maybe thinking do I want to go in for those tickets tomorrow night this will be a fun one, I think, for racing Louisville fans. This should be one where the fans will come out, enjoy themselves, hopefully watch racing Louisville score a couple of goals, hopefully watch some racing Louisville players take some steps forward. Players like Katie mentioned, Parker Goins, Kayla Fisher, when uh, Nadia Nadim expected to be out there at some point uh, tomorrow night as she continues to build back from injury. It should be an enjoyable, entertaining game of soccer. And you know what? Based on what we saw last night from Louisville City and based on what we've seen a lot out of Louisville City over the last two or three weeks, maybe going out to Lynn Family Stadium and watching the team in purple score some goals and play an entertaining brand of soccer is uh, just the recipe, just the remedy that Louisville soccer fans need. I figured one day racing Louisville would be the beacon of hope or the uh, the team that's winning, doing well, has positivity surrounding them. I just honestly didn't think it would happen that this quickly. Um, but, I mean, as far as Chicago goes, there's a lot of parity in this league. They just... They just don't command respect. They just don't have the record to support that. I mean, anybody can win on any given day, but right now I'm feeling pretty confident in racing's chances. 
Let's take a time out. But before we do, remind you of that trivia question because someone out there, one of you, it's not the Powerball billion dollar prize that went away yesterday, but it is four tickets to racing Louisville. And really, when we're talking about it, what's the value of a dollar if you can't turn it into wonderful experiences like you're going to have a Lynn Family Stadium tomorrow night? Four tickets to both the game and the Team USA World Cup watch party, which immediately follows. Sorry to distract you. You are we're... distracting me because we, we have got, a winner. We had a te- uh, the Twitter the, winner. Yeah, the Twitter winner because the texts are not going through. Sorry, Anthony. I just checked that. So Anthony Leanhart is our winner tonight. So the trivia has been answered. The answer was 13 to nothing over Thailand. Two touchdowns. The Team USA won by. And they Anthony's, missed an extra point. How dare they? They did miss the extra point. Maybe they went for two. Let's give them credit. They were trying to be aggressive. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Trivia question off the boards. So let's just take a break. When we come back, more to talk about. We're going to continue to preview racing Louisville in action tomorrow night. We will jump back into the conversation about Louisville City as they host Birmingham on Saturday night. Soccer City every Thursday evening at 6 o'clock on ESPN 680-1057. That's what you're listening to right now. You're locked on Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Final segment here on Soccer City. We're with you till about 7 o'clock tonight as we are every Thursday night. Louisville City in action on Saturday night. We will have a radio broadcast for that game. If you can't make it out in person at Lynn Family Stadium, 745 is when our pregame coverage begins with myself and Casey Whitfield here on ESPN 680 and 1057. But you know what? As much as we enjoy having people listen to us, don't listen to us. Come out to the game. Be at the stadium. Cheer on the boys in purple. They need your energy. They need your enthusiasm right now based on the way the team is performing. Uh, But tomorrow night is the more prescient issue and the more prescient uh, occasion. Racing Louisville against Chicago Red Stars in the Challenge Cup. And that Benton is followed by Team USA in the Women's World Cup against Vietnam. Anthony Leanhart answered our trivia question correctly last time the team usa was in this position opening world cup they beat thailand 13 to nothing thailand at that point was one of the last qualifiers out of asia to make the world cup they were ranked in the mid 30s in the world and the u.s came out and put a licking on them i bring this up because my question to you tomorrow night against vietnam vietnam one of the last qualifiers out of asia this time around they're in the mid 30s in the world rankings what are you feeling tomorrow night for team usa against vietnam in the world cup it's going to be 14 to nothing because that one extra goal is going to come because they brought savannah Demello with them and that was That's a smart right. choice and they can exceed their goal tally but that also reminds me did you see what uh byron munich did to a ninth division team in germany uh, it was 18 nothing at halftime. Is that what it was? It was. I think it ended like 27 to nothing. Now, I criticize them. Like, why are they beating up on such a small team? Is there value add there? Apparently, it's it's kind of like a, to pay homage to them in some way, like to allow other fans to to see the team. So it was like sure, kind they're, of they're done going a, around the country. Yeah, yeah it's almost like kind of like a tour thing. Because I'm like, why are they just beating up? Like, what do, what do you gain from this? But 27 nothing. That but was when I, when almost I, the score last night in the MLS All Star game. <laughs> waka 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 waka. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah. So why I don't like that they play. The, I get the appeal of the draw of playing big European teams, but just play like East versus West. Like, what value does it bring the league when your all stars? I'm going to use air quotes are getting thumped and beat around a group of guys who are just thrown together and never played a, a competitive game with one another. Like, what's the value there? Like, 
Yeah, Come it's a good Come question. On. I mean, it's you know, you bring in a brand name in Arsenal, you get a bunch of they had they set an attendance record last night in DC at Audi Field. That's part of it, um, but I agree. I mean, the the actual on the field value of an All Star game, the way MLS does it this year, is uh, you know, it's a little bit speculative. But yeah. um, tomorrow night, U.S. against Vietnam. You mentioned Sav Demello. Um, she was called into this World Cup team. Do we think she sees the field tomorrow night? Do we think, dare we say, does she start tomorrow night? Is that a possibility? I bring it up because Rose Lavelle continues to be hurt. Will she, Is she ready? We don't exactly know. We know she's practiced ahead of the World Cup. She's trained. She did not play in the send-off game, Rose Lavelle. And against Vietnam, let's be honest, the U.S. isn't going to need her. They're not going to need their big guns necessarily, their quote-unquote big guns. So if you're Vlatko and Adnanovsky, the head coach of the U.S. women's national team, why not take this opportunity to give a young player like DeMello, throw her out there, see what she's made of on the big stage, if she's got any nervousness, any butterflies about playing the World Cup for the first time and only her second appearance for the U.S., let her get those out against a team that you're probably going to roll against anyway. I think she plays tomorrow night, and because she's on the field and the way she plays, the position she plays, the way she goes about what she does, I think there's a great chance that we see Savannah DeMello bag a goal tomorrow night for the U.S., and boy, oh boy, how exciting that would be. Let me answer your question with a question. Why not? Why not play her? Why not start her if there's any opportunity to get, uh, well, we'll call her a depth piece. I just, With all due respect, there's Absolutely. a lot of talent on there. Absolutely. Why and, not and, start and her, uh, get those uh, minutes, save people like Rose Lavelle on there? And you know what? If she does play, I'm with you. She scores. We're doing the mad money thing again. I'm buying. You're buying. Just smashing that button. Buy. <laughs> Give Benton all the Savannah DeMello goal stock tomorrow night. Um, look, she is... A depth piece is, is one way to put it. She was one of the last players to make the cut for the World Cup. She was on the outside looking in two, three months ago at the start of the season. I don't think observers of the women's national team would have had her picked to be on that plane nope. to New Zealand for the World Cup. But by virtue of, the, of what she's done on the field for racing Louisville this year, she has seriously earned her way onto this women's national team and again if she's out there on the field tomorrow night she is a player in form playing well she looks good in her 30 minutes in the send-off game against wales i think it would be a huge huge moment for racing louisville to be able to point to all the people that are not paying attention to soccer but are tomorrow night because the u.s are on in prime time in the world cup they say hey that number nine that just put the ball in the back of the net for the red white and blue she plays for your racing Louisville FC here in town, representing your city at Lynn Family Stadium. I hope it happens. I think it's going to happen. I got a good feeling about it. And is that not one of the coolest stories related to the to this roster? How she just absolutely played her way onto it, like. That's, that's such a cool narrative. And it, it, you, you, it reminds me of something when I saw literally driving in here to show. I saw a billboard advertising for the Women's World Cup with a, I'm not going to name the news outlet, but they advertised it and they showed some players. None of them were Savannah DeMille. That's such low-hanging fruit. You have a local player on the team, one who is a cool storyline playing on there. And like we said, will probably has a good chance of playing tomorrow. It's just a big missed opportunity. The marketing people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and again, again we, we talk a lot about Savannah DeMello, and understandably because we're Americans and we want the U.S. to win and, and patriotism and go, go USA. But 
There are five other players in this World Cup that also play for Racing Louisville and also represent your city. Alex Chidiak was on the bench uh, earlier, way early this morning for Australia and their opening game of the World Cup that they won one to nothing. Uchina Kanu is going to play for Nigeria. That game is late tonight at 10.30. Uh, Wang Shuang playing for China. Timbi Katlana playing for South Africa. Ari Borges playing for Brazil. All players that you can watch in this World Cup representing their countries on the biggest stage possible in this sport and arguably in any sport the world cup the fifa world cup and katie mentioned ari borges for brazil that she's quietly confident that she could win it she absolutely could win it didn't sound quiet (laughs) yeah brazil is right there with the u.s and with england for those you know the the favorites to win this tournament and how fantastic would that be talking about savannah DeMello getting a goal how fantastic would it be if one of these racing louisville players goes on and lifts that world cup trophy at the end of the tournament comes back to louisville as a world champion that would be phenomenal look it's i mean we have a pretty good shot of a world cup medal coming back to louisville like Six teams, like, our odds are pretty good. I, I, I like those chances, especially with one of them being the U.S. Absolutely. One of them being the U.S., one of them being Brazil, which is one of the best teams Brazil, in the absolutely. world. One of them being one of the hosts of the tournament, Alex Chidiak with Australia. I'm not saying they're going to win it necessarily, but you never want to rule out the hosts. They've got that home field advantage and the home nation advantage. The whole environment around them is cheering them on. The, the stadiums are supercharged with energy. Like we saw, there were 75,000 people in Australia at the opening game of this tournament for Australia, which included Alex Chidiak of Racing Louisville. Really great to see, but you never want to count them out in this kind of tournament the hosts yeah don't rule out the matildas i like that nickname by the way so again tomorrow night after the racing louisville game there's going to be a watch party at lynn family stadium to watch savannah DeMello and team usa you'd expect to put a thumping on vietnam at nine o'clock tomorrow night so racing slash tickets to see racing lou in action against chicago and then watch team usa immediately after that game on the big screen the second biggest screen in the state of Kentucky behind the one at Churchill Downs. No better place to watch the game tomorrow night, the U.S. against Vietnam. I actually didn't know that fun fact. They Well, it was they said that when they built the stadium. I don't know if it's been surpassed. It may have been surpassed by one one or two other big boards. But at the time, they said it was the largest, second largest in the state behind the one at Churchill I Downs. I knew about the bar being the longest outdoor I, bar. That but might, I knew, I knew and Church- Churchill Downs passed them up on that one. I knew so, they yeah. were actively working on it at they the were, time. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so let, let, let's sw- switch gears back to Louisville City. We had so much to say in the first segment and so much still left to say. We could fill a lot of time with, with Louisville City based on how, how, uh, what, how frustrating they've been this year, exemplified by that performance Wednesday night. But let's look ahead to Birmingham. You touched on it a little bit in the in the first segment of the show. They're a quality team. They are in sixth place behind Louisville City in the standings. They've got a talented crop of players led by Enzo Martinez, who's a veteran in this league, been around forever, played for the Charlotte Independence back in the day, has battled Louisville City time and time and time again. This Birmingham team is no slouch, and if Louisville City comes out on Saturday night, and looks tired like they did in the opening five minutes of last night's game. Looks like they're at the end of their rope playing five games in 15 days, which is absolutely true and is absolutely a factor. But Danny Cruz would be the first to say that it's not an excuse. And if that's the way Louisville City looks tomorrow or Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium, they could be looking, Benton, at a fourth league loss at home already this season. It's going to be tough. I'm glad you brought up Enzo Martinez. He is a classic villain, a classic heel. He's the kind of guy you hate unless he's on your team. He's, uh, he's, he's been a, I know he's in the past been a thorn on their side, and I have a lot of respect for the Birmingham Legion, what they put together. Like I said earlier, 
I don't think their table standing is reflective of how good they are. I think they they belong a few, a few spaces up that, and hopefully we can deny them the opportunity to start making that climb up there. I mean, they're three points behind us and have a game in hand. Like this is this is a big matchup in in terms of what's how things are going to shake up in the Eastern Conference and a potential playoff preview. Two teams that are, that are well above the line right now. Again, this is a little bit of a complaint by me. Eight of the 12 teams in the conference make the playoffs. Why do we even do a regular season? If there's going to be eight of the 12 teams, you're only eliminating a third of the group after a long, arduous, difficult season with lots of travel, lots of heat, lots of wear and tear. But the other side of the token, for Louisville City, if you're a Louisville City fan, all they got to do is catch lightning in a bottle over the last couple of weeks. They can roll red hot into the playoffs and storm to another Eastern Conference final, storm to another USL championship final, maybe even storm to another title despite the frustrations that have been this season. So that's a little bit of give and take because the the negative of it is that right now, despite their struggles, there's no real pressure on Louisville City that they're going to miss the playoffs. They're comfortably in the playoffs still. Uh, but, I mean, I, I still think there's a level of pressure. I mean, at their, at their current trajectory, like who's to say that we don't fall like all it takes is somebody else getting hot like Detroit and what if that kicks off a start run for them and they and they climb over us in the long run I mean the one the one thing I have to cling on and keep reminding myself is all we have to do is a make the playoffs which is we've established isn't the tallest order in the world mm-hmm. and b just get hot for that period we could have a crap regular season leading up to it but if we can just make it in and just get hot at the right time and go on a run you know anything is possible but you just you just don't want that kind of probability against you that would put you like what away for every match you don't want that real quick one through ten how confident are you that louisville city gets all three points saturday night against birmingham one through ten ten being most confident one being least confident four same he took it right out of my mouth i was gonna say four it feels like it has tie written all over it because two teams very close to each other in the standings. But you just don't see Louisville City winning right now the way they've been playing. Back to back losses. The offense has been anemic, second to the bottom in league in goal scored in the league season this year. It's uh, it, it's a hard one to, to see Louisville City coming out with all three points. You wanted to say something about Chad Johnson slash Ocho Cinco, one of your favorites, also. Somewhat related to soccer, he's been on a lot of soccer coverage on Fox it, for the World Cup, and he played in the preseason for the uh, for, for Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah, like right. back during that. there was like a lockout or something like 2009. And he or also played like. in the in the TST, the TBT soccer cousin. And that was he played for Boca Raton in Florida. Anyway, what I want to say is he got inducted to the Bengals Ring of Honor, and without him, I can say I would not be doing this right now. He drew, literally drew me in the sports. I was just very like apathetic about sports, just didn't really care, and he brought a sense of charisma and showmanship. He walked that fine line. You know, he wasn't like, wasn't too arrogant. It was in a fun, confident way. And that that was enough to lure me in and make me a sports fan. I owe a lot to him. He's forever my goat. I have tickets to that game. I'm so excited to see him get inducted. Congratulations, Chad Johnson. I love it. Uh, Racing Louisville tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, followed by the watch party, RacingLouFC.com slash tickets. Saturday night, Louisville City in action against Birmingham at 8 o'clock. LouCity.com slash tickets, or you can listen to us at 7.45 p.m. for pregame here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. This is Soccer City every Thursday night at 6 o'clock. We will talk to you again next week. You're listening to Kentuckiana's ESPN 680, WHBE Newburgh and 105.7 WHBE FM Eminence Frankfurt. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. 
It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.